Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I am a licensed psychologist here in Georgia, and it is time for the tea. Tea Time with Dr. Tarver is a wellness-based podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. So here we are back in July, Black Indigenous People of Color Mental Health Awareness Month. And I want to really talk to you all today about something that you probably have seen throughout the news this week, last week, as this month has got going, which is black women. So undoubtedly, you have heard about Shikari Richardson and and her testing positive for cannabis in her system. And she is an Olympic contender, a sprinter. And so this has brought up a lot of conversations about grief and how we feel about Uh, cannabis as an illegal substance when you're talking about competing at that Olympic level. It's also brought up issues of taking personal responsibility and consequences and image. There have been a lot of debates people have been weighing in, even talking about boycotting the Olympics. And we're thinking about, well, what about our other black athletes who are there, in particular our other black women athletes who are there who have worked hard, Simone Biles and gymnastics and sprinter Gabby Thomas. Do we not want to support them if we take this uh, this opportunity to boycott the Olympics because we don't like what happened with Shikari Richardson? And then on another note, we have been talking about two 18-year-old uh, women, um, Mboma and Masalingi, from Nam- Namibia in South Africa, who tested for testosterone levels that um, the league said was too high. So they have been disqualified from participating in the Olympics as well because their testosterone levels are are higher than what is considered what a woman should have in terms of her testosterone level. And so we've had conversations about women and our genetics and natural testosterone in our bodies and how we are compared to men in terms of this testosterone level, we're too masculine and all of these debates that have come about about women, but also just about that do we need to make some changes in terms of how we view women sports and the measures that are used to determine whether or not they qualify. They have some unnatural advantage, even though they're not taking any supplements that would cause them to have an unfair advantage, but that our body chemistry Sometimes it's just different based on our level of performance of activity. And even if you took um, a relative group of men who were high performance athletes, their testosterone testosterone levels would be different. And so these have led to some discussions as well. I know Simone Biles has talked a lot about being considered too masculine, too manly, just in terms of her natural body composition as a very athletic woman and having to talk about these gender stereotypes and this bias, and particularly with black women. And then we have in journalism, Nicole Hannah-Jones, who made the news when she was up for tenure at UNC, and her tenure process was put on hold because there was some controversy around her authoring the New York Times 1619 project. And so a lot of famous donors to UNC did not feel like it was appropriate for her to be on staff there, much less a tenured person. But here she is, a person who should have been considered for tenure. And she talks about how she would have even taken the position without tenure. 
And then this news coming out about it just made her really feel embarrassed about what are the sacrifices that I am making in terms of being a black woman here where the work that I do is not regarded in a, in a high level and is being questioned and people are making statements about whether or not I deserve to be here. She ultimately ended up taking a position at Howard. So I want to talk today about still proving we belong. Constant evaluations of, of black women. Now, of course, this is a very personal topic for me as a black woman. And I don't think that there is a black woman walking this earth who hasn't been evaluated, criticized, the stereotypes that come up, we're too loud, we don't know how to be quiet, we're too aggressive, we're too masculine, or we're, we're too sexual, we're fast, we want to be taken care of, or we are so independent that we don't know how to be in relationships, we baby our boys and ruin our girls, we look for wounded men to try to fix them. We try to take care of everyone and take on too much. We're too much to manage. There's comments about our hair and our makeup and our attire. When we're in the room, people don't assume that we're in leadership positions and often will ask, well, let me speak to your supervisor. Well, I am the supervisor. I am the senior management in this room. There are thoughts about, well, you're just a diversity hire, an equity hire. You wouldn't be here. Otherwise, there are also these uh, perspectives about nobody wants to work for a black woman. We're difficult to work with. We are extra. We're too much. Uh, and, and these are the kind of things that make it very difficult for women when we're walking into spaces about our worth, about our, our, our education, our value. You know, where'd you get your degree from? Can't tell you the number of times people have asked me where I have gotten my degree from. And I don't really honestly believe that most of those times was because people were naturally curious, but it was to evaluate whether or not I was good enough. Are you qualified enough to be able to be in this role you are in with me? People go on my website and they'll, they'll look up my criteria and they'll come and they'll tell me about it. This is how I know. Oh, I looked you up. And I looked up this information and I found articles and I found um, things that you had done because, again, you're researching me because you want to make sure that I'm where I should be. Did you just get here through some little lottery? Uh, some people just planted you here or have you earned the right to be in this position? And so what do we do to compensate for that? We work longer hours. Right. You you think about even going to institutions. And I know most of us are very of course, going to be evaluative of institutions that, of higher learning that we go to. But we think about, do I go to an HBCU? Do I go to a predominantly white institution? Do I go to both? Is one going to be valued more than other than another? Am I going to have a negative experience in one that's going to make me not even be able to finish my degree because it was such an awful experience? Constant things you have to think about. We, committing to, we commit to fighting these battles of diversity and inclusion, even if it's exhausting to us, because we want to take up that armor and, and fight for this justice that we know we all deserve. We're the ones that offer the trainings. We come through and we say, okay, I know nobody wants to be at this training and you all are going to flip through this information, but I put it out there because I want to do my part to make some changes. It's exhausting. We are thoughtful about our attire. Uh, maybe I shouldn't wear that. That hemline might be a little short or maybe that's a little too tight, shows off too many curves or maybe that blouse is a little too low cut. I have to think about my voice and how loud I'm talking. Uh, how I'm enunciating words, our body language, our hair, 
How many conversations have black women had about their hair in workplaces? Even as we look at our athletes, we talk a lot about their hair and their nails. We're constantly making these comments about, well, you have one too much or you don't have one enough. And it's a hard balance to deal with. We're trying to manage these sexual innuendos in the workplace, unwanted touching or gender bias comments. And any woman, but particularly a black woman, will tell you that she has had some kind of un either unwanted comment or unwanted physical contact by a colleague or somebody that was on your team, a teammate, or somewhere where you were in a place of work using your gifts and your talents, where someone made a statement or oogled at you trying to make do with little resources because I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to be a problem. I don't want to always be the one bringing up the issues. So I have to think about, let me wait. Do I want to, I'm scanning the room. Did anybody else have a reaction to that comment or is it just me? I want to be assertive, but I don't want to be too assertive. I want to be seen, but I don't want to be overly seen. I want to be heard, but I don't want to be overbearing. I want to be able to be who I am, but I have to be mindful. Is that too masculine? Is that too feminine? Mm, do I want to let that go? I need to pick my battles. We're constantly thinking about our image, how we respond, even with our social media accounts. Mm, do I want to post that? How are people going to view me? What are they going to think? It's constant rumination about how am I going to be viewed by someone else? How is someone else? going to take this or if I put myself out there like this I know what's going to happen and am I prepared to deal with the consequences of it I don't want to brag too much I don't want to be too boastful I have to be mindful because people are going to start asking well how did you get that well what what did you do to get that opportunity and so it makes you almost feel like you really can't be yourself and we know that if you talk about grief or mental health or you go through a pregnancy, or you have anything going on in your relationship, that becomes, oh, well, oh, and don't even mention the uncouth period jokes, right? So all of these things, well, you know, she's going through in ways that other people aren't talked about. How does that affect us? How does that affect our psyche every day? How does that affect our health? Interestingly, stress tends to have a larger impact on black women, we internalize. I often say black women were used to suffering. We internalize and we hold pain. We're a wee bit of, uh, of hoarders, if you will. We don't like letting things go. We'll hold on to things. Maybe there's some value in this. And so we stay in jobs where we're undervalued and underappreciated longer. We stay in relationships where we're undervalued and unappreciated longer. We stay on teams where we're mistreated or not valued or don't receive the time to fine tune our craft. We struggle with these unfulfilling opportunities in our lives or on the other hand, we don't even try to pursue these opportunities sometimes because one, we're, we're afraid of the consequences of it and two, there's a lack of support sometimes that we have. How many times has a black woman been the first? been the first to be at this school, been the first to get this degree, been the first to um, utilize this, this technology or this strategy, this surgical procedure, been the first to be the head of this corporation, and the first at this firm, first at this practice. And it's absolutely exhausting. And you're in these work cultures where there are microaggressions and 
people are making comments. Um, you know, I change my hair frequently, as you all well know, if you follow this podcast. So the comments that are made about my hair, they're not thought about by most people, but they're thought about by me because they're constantly comments made. And you may be saying, well, you're changing your hair. What do you expect? I expect you to see more than just my hair. Um, and sometimes it's hard for people to understand that or the, the, the questions about your skin or the questions about, well, do they do this in your culture? Those are the kind of things that, that people deal with. The, oh, hey, hey, I can hear you talking outside. You're kind of loud. Those kind of things that, that people say in passing and don't realize the effects that they have on the person that you're saying that to. Being in leadership positions and not being respected as a leader, people going around you and asking other people questions instead of coming to you because they don't respect your authority in that position. They, they Again, uh, you're just here for aesthetic reasons or some kind of policy that we had to follow to get you in here so we could get some funding so that we could say we're doing a good job in diversity, but I don't really actually think you have the expertise to be here. We internalize a lot of hopelessness. There are negative comments constantly about our marriages, about our abilities to get partners, about our ability to have to choose between being successful and having relationships. How, again, our parenting, how we raise our children, what kind of people we are in relationships, the negative images that you see of us on TV. And we're constantly being thought of um, the decline of the black woman. Uh, one time my client said to me that, that women are becoming less valued because nobody wants to be with a black woman anymore. And think about how those things resonate in a black woman's spirit. Think about the trauma that a lot of black women have experienced. That could be from natural disasters. That could be from child or sexual abuse. That could be from domestic violence. That could be from growing up in a home where you were undervalued. You could have been in poverty. There, there could have been opportunities where you were experiencing racism in various capacities, not to mention the seeing children being killed, black people being killed, and how that affects a woman. So what happens is we are at more risk to have these chronic health conditions as a result of that. And we often don't have a lot of balance sometimes in our lives. Sometimes we're working a little too much to try to compensate because there still is a, a huge wealth gap. And there are still 14% of black women who are below the poverty level. And so we are often holding things together by thread, literally. And so some of the things that that does to us is it shows up in our mental health, our depression, our anxiety. Um, we may be at higher risk for developing more serious and persistent mental health concerns. And then there's the stuff that we get genetically from our families that we're struggling with. And if you are unpartnered and trying to manage a household or kids or finances, then that makes things even more difficult for you. So I didn't start this podcast to tell you about all of the ways that life is hard and that you struggle and that you're tired and why so many of us check out of here early with cardiac events and other health problems. But I want you to be aware, one, that you are not by yourself, 
there are opportunities and I'm going to discuss a few here at the end for you to get support as a black woman or to be supportive of black women. But I also came on here because again, focus of this podcast is to help people be well. I also came on here to tell you some ways to take care of yourself. So mentorship. It is very important that as a black woman, you have a safe space of other black women where you can go and you can unpack all the little subtle things that people didn't catch and didn't think about and all of those battles that you go through every day and those deep breaths and the thoughts you have to make about how do I respond? What do I wear? What do I do? Mentorship helps you navigate that because sometimes you are the first, but sometimes you're one of the first and there are some other women out there who can help support you and it is important that they are supportive right because we want to make sure that you're around people that are going to encourage you and nurture you but also let you know hey take a break take a breath these mentorship opportunities often come through organizations and so having organizations that you join whether that's a sorority or a professional organization can be really, really helpful in terms of you being able to navigate these things. And they do need to be supportive and affirming because I do know, as you know, every organization is not a healthy organization and every organization is not going to be a good fit for you. Some may be too big for you. Some may be too small for you. And you never want to be at the top. You want to have people who are more senior level than you, who have had more experience than you, who have met goals that you're still yet trying to reach because that's the only way you grow. Once you get to the point to be at the top, then it's harder for you to be able to grow. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And I know as black women, a lot of times we struggle with asking for help. Asking for help is one of the ways you can prevent a lot of those health problems that I discussed earlier. A lot of those mental health problems that I discussed because you don't end up having something grow to be bigger than it needs to be. Preventative care is very important. And so if I can offset some of this stress, if I can get some support early on, so I'm not ending up having to um, work longer hours or work extra or um, have all these demands on me, then I'm much more likely to be able to resolve things quicker, which means that I'll be able to get that stress level down, right? Because stress is dangerous for us as black women. We have to be very, very mindful of our stress level. And I know that there's a lot of negative information out there about us and our dating potential. And I encourage you to be open to a variety of different dating experiences. If you only date men, that's fine. Hey, I only date men. Let me be open to a variety of dating experiences in terms of men of, of, of different ethnicities. If I only date black men, then I need to be mindful of, okay, let me make sure that I'm dating a variety of types of black men so that I can make sure that I find the best fit. Now, what I don't want you to do is settle because what we know about us is that, again, we're hoarders. So we get in something and we're going to stay in it. So I do not want you to be picking somebody that is not a good match for you, as the seasoned saints say, equally yoked. And then you end up staying with that person and you're miserable, right? So we want to have a good fit. So that means I need to be doing a, a, a range of dating. And I know sometimes as black women, we don't often date a lot. We tend to date a little and then kind of like, oh, okay, well, let me make a choice. But I encourage you to do a variety of dating and look at some different dating options so that you don't have to feel like you're in a situation where you're trapped or again, that you have to settle. Therapy and support groups, right? And you know that I'm a big proponent of you all getting your mental health 
in order because that's also going to buffer that stress as you talk through and problem solve, have people to hold you accountable to your goals. A lot of times we just need guidance about the, the patterns that we get into. Why am I continuing to have this type of outcome? Am I seeking places where they don't want me? Right. So I'm going to places where I'm not going to be valued. And there are times in our lives where we, we do want to push forward. Hey, this is going to be an opportunity. I know it's going to be tough. I know I'm going to be dealing with some racism and some gender bias, but I want to push through in this opportunity because this is going to be great experience for me that I can take elsewhere, that I can do things with, that I can allow other people to be able to grow and move. But you don't want to stay in that kind of environment for the entirety of your career because that is very draining work. It's hard on you. It's hard on your body. It's hard on your mental health. And over time, that's going to put you at higher risk factors, especially for burnout, right? So we want to make sure we have some balance in that. Be kind to yourself. You are going to make mistakes. You're not going to get everything right. Yes, I did ingest some cannabis. And that had a consequence. That's a consequence I have to deal with. But I don't have to beat myself up about that. And I definitely don't need other people to beat me up about that when we don't know everything that's going on. We just know what we were told. And that goes to not only being kind to yourself, but be kind to others. Don't assert yourself in other people's situations and don't make assumptions about what people are going through. We never actually know what another person is going through. And as black women, we can be really judgmental, particularly of other black women. So let's extend kindness to our sisters as well. Let's learn from our mistakes, recognize that we wanna do things different, understand what led to my behavior, what other decisions can I make so I'm not in this same situation again. And forgiveness is so very, very important that we forgive ourselves and we forgive other people. Now I wanna be very clear and I tell you all this frequently, forgiveness doesn't mean that I have to necessarily be in the same space with people that have hurt me but I let go of what I'm holding on to and harboring because that resentment can turn into bitterness, which can harden and turn into health problems. So if I'm in an environment with people that have mistreated me, my goal is to get out of that environment. And then I need to forgive myself for getting in a place that didn't value me, right? Maybe I didn't know, but maybe I did. And then I also need to let that go we hold on, and that's the hoarding part of us, we hold on to so much pain that we need to learn how to release it. I don't want my blood pressure to go up every time I see you. I need to understand who you were and that function you had in this environment, and I need to be able to let that go, okay? And, and do other things with that, that energy, because maybe I wanna take that energy into something else, and that's why it's important that we do meaningful and purposeful activity. So you cannot just have a job and you cannot just have a family and not that those things are minimal and they don't have value, but they have a tendency not to give us full balance. So I want to make sure I have balance, work, home and play. What am I doing that nurtures my soul and my spirit? Right. What am I doing that allows me to be able to grow intellectually, to be able to connect with the earth around me, to do something that I feel like matters? All of those things are important. And maybe you have a job that allows you to do some of that, but I guarantee you it doesn't fulfill all of those eight wellness areas. So we want to make sure we're doing that. A lot of times we have insecurities and vulnerabilities, and that's this is why we get stuck in places. And so 
whenever anything comes up that's related to that insecurity, that wound, that vulnerability, let's say it is something that a family member said to you. And anytime you go back in the space with this family, that vulnerability, that wound comes up. So you view everything out of that wound, that insecurity, whether it's your family, your job, your relationships, then anytime you're in that space, you're going to be drawn back into that energy. So it's really important that we release those things and heal that wound. And that's some of the stuff that we don't do. We cover things up. We'll mask it with substances. We'll mask it with shopping. We'll mask it with food. We'll even mask it with traveling because we like to mix it up a little bit. Sometimes we like to mask it in our, in our dating relationships. However, I really need to heal from whatever this is underneath because that is what's going to set me free. So if you've ever had a, a wound and you picked at the scab while it was still healing, it bleeds again, right? And so now it's got to heal again. This is what we do when we have wounds too. It's going to constantly be picked at and it'll never heal. And because it never heals, it will always be there. No matter where I go, what I'm doing, that wound is always going to be there. So I need to heal from it. So be intentional about who you bring into your space, what you bring into your space, your body. And that is from what you eat and drink to what you watch, right? So we want to make sure that we're doing affirming positive things because you are under a lot of stress. You are constantly bat battling these negative images. You may be in an environment where you're constantly feeling like you have to prove your worth or you're being evaluated or you're being criticized in some way. So we want to eliminate as much of that as I can. So if I'm following people on my social media who are constantly saying negative things about me as a black woman, I need to block them, unfollow them, hide them on my timeline. And that can be your family members and friends too, right? Because I want to make sure that what I'm getting in is nurturing me and not taking me down because there's only so much you can take of that before you end up being so down it's hard to get up. Evaluate if you're taking things personal or if you're defensive. And sometimes we take things personal because they are personal, but other times we take things personal because of those wounds. So you person are not actually doing what I'm accusing you of, but because I'm in this wounded space, you saying anything to me, I feel bad. I feel guilty. I feel like I'm less than. I feel like I messed up. And so I'm hearing you say that to me, but you're not actually saying that to me. And so I need to be mindful if my wounds are interfering with my ability to be able to receive feedback and support and help from other people or just in their regular everyday comments. If you find yourself constantly being irritated with people or not being able to find um, and develop trusting relationships with people, that may be an indication that there's a wound under there that's interfering with your ability to be able to connect to others. Embrace yourself. You are whoever you are, whether that is very muscular, cut, athletic, build, strong, feminine energy, whether you are a tomboy and you have some more masculine energy and you like to um, do things that may not be stereotypically female, do not inherit and internalize these gender biases. So whoever you are, you are. If you're a girly girl, if you're not a girly girl, it doesn't make you any less of a black woman. So it's important that we have a healthy understanding of who we are and we embrace, embrace that identity wherever we are. Make sure you get adequate rest. <laughs> um, we are tired 
but oftentimes because we don't allow ourselves to rest. Now, I know sometimes our minds are very active and we find it hard to rest. So purge those thoughts, get those goals, get those steps in place, get that exercise, eat healthy, get that counseling, be with supportive people so that you can release whatever it is that's circulating around in your brain so that you can rest. And whatever your gift is, it's your gift. So you fine tune that gift. And no matter if you reach an obstacle, if you make a mistake, if you stay somewhere longer than you, than you probably should have to be healthy for you, make sure that you embrace all of that because that's what makes you uniquely you. And so we take all of those experiences, even if it's just to say, you know what, I'm not going to do that again. But it helped me grow and it helped me become who I am. Boundaries are very important and we need to set those boundaries. We need to evaluate and understand ourselves so we can set those boundaries, delegate responsibilities to other people, practice different ways of supporting people. I don't always have to give you money. I don't always have to show up to every event in order to be supportive of you so I don't wear myself down. Most importantly, if nothing else, I want you to be well, sisters. Be well.